The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Woo! Two and two, baby! Motherfuckers! Two and two, motherfuckers! The season is not dead! Uh, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Third Wave Water, their contract ended. But if you want to go on Twitter, at Third Wave Water, and pester them and bother them to renew for the whole football season for Saints Happy Hour Podcast, feel free. But we are sponsored by you, the fan. We have a drunk Saints history for this month. Uh... Kevin Held makes what's it. Their, what's their Twitter handle? Do we know their Twitter third handle? Third Wave Water. Go At there. Third Wave Water? Yes. Spelled out? Spelled, T-H-I-R-D? Spelled out. Go there okay. and say, the Happy Hour Podcast is the best investment you ever make. Sign up for the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we got the drunk history. Go there. Kevin Held makes his triumphant return. Uh, so, do it. So, um, the Saints are two and two. Uh, back from the dead, and and who would have thought, Andrew, on October second, that the Saints fans would have a thousand percent more optimism than LSU fans? Because LSU is back in the fucking dark ages of Curly Holman. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And the Saints are looking up. Who like football is weird, man. I'm just <laughs> LSU might go. I, I'm not joking. LSU might go winless in the SEC. They, there's a chance. There's a there's a there's a non-zero chance they're going three and nine. Yeah, as like, a die-hard Tulane fan, uh, <laughs> I thoroughly you're loving this. You're loving this. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Saturday evening. <laughs> oh my god, that yeah. could not have gone any better. God damn it! it really, it really, really, felt really, like, it really felt like we won. Weekend for you. It was. Oh, it it was. It was. Well, I mean, Tulane had a bye, so they they couldn't. Uh, they didn't lose. They, that's right. They couldn't <laughs> screw it up. They couldn't lose. Um, no, and they played Tulsa this weekend, and they're actually uh, two, I think two two point favorites, which is uh, they haven't been favorites in back to back games uh, since two thousand and thirteen when they bet went to on the that bowl. game, and I bet on Tulane, so don't let me down. When was the last time? <laughs> when was the last time Tulane went to a bowl game and LSU didn't? Uh, oh God, the Sean King, Sean King era when they went twelve and zero. But LSU, LSU was didn't four, go to a bowl. LSU oh, was four and seven that oh year. Oh my God. It is the dark ages. Um, so that's our that's our college football talk for the evening. Um, so me and Andrew were talking about this uh, before the show today. Uh, I think this is the most optimistic I've been about the Saints, Dave, since they got to 4-4 four four in 2014. And 
of course, they ended up playing San Francisco. Kaepernick hits the bomb. They lose in like heartbreaking, disgusting fashion. But before that, they were four and four. They were coming off eleven and five, and you were like, "It's fine. The dis- the, the, the division is shitty. Saints have f- pulled it together. Keenan Lewis is healthy. Greer's healthy. It's gonna be fine. It's cool." Like I have to say, like we'll get to the Dolphins' suckness in a minute. But I mean, this is this is like real optimism. Am, am I or am I just fooling myself? I, I feel like no, no. No, I think you're totally right. I mean, I was, you know, it was a very, it was a pretty good Monday. If, if you're not an LSU fan, um, and uh, I was gonna, I, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna look at the stats, to, and I was, I was, I almost actually, I, I was, and I'm being dead serious. I was actually thinking about writing a post. Oh my god! Writing a post. <laughs> whoa, Jesus whoa, whoa! Christ. Easy. Do the do the drudge was, the drudge siren signal on the Twitters, man. Dave's gonna I, do a post. <laughs> Jesus. I was gonna... no, somebody somebody on Twitter said I think it was Andrew Platt. I can't remember. I think it was him. But he uh, he sent me a message on Twitter and he said, if uh, the Saints have a winning season, you have to post once a month during the off season deal. And I was like, all right, done, fine. <laughs> So, uh, you know, if the Saints keep this up, I might be coming out of retirement come the offseason. Don't be like Jay. Uh, Don't be like Jay Cutler coming out of retirement, man. He needed to, he um, needed to stay retired. Jesus. No, but but I, I think um, I don't come half cocked, Ralph. I think that there's I think that there's plenty of reason to be excited. I mean, first, first and foremost, I mean, the turnovers, uh, you know, that's always crucial. And for the last few years, that has not been to the benefit of the Saints. But, I mean, this year so far, they are plus four. Interceptions back-to-back games. How they have are, the Saints not turned the football over yet? They that are, is they insane. Are, Dude, well, I, I mean, luck. I mean, you got to – no, it's not. I mean, you, have got to give, you have got to give credit to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is having a pretty dude, damn good season, and he's still better I, than – is Breeze like? I mean, 20, if the season ended today, other in the if the season ended today, where does Breeze fall in MVP? <laughs> top three. Well, I'm serious. Top, like he's top ten for sure. Top three, I think. Well, because it, it wouldn't be a playoff team, so it would. It'd be it. Top five. Top five. But yeah. Dave, I mean, about the turnovers. I mean, look that that fumble play where Unger made the snap. I mean, that that the only thing that was missing was the yakety sack Benny Hill music. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I mean, they've, yeah. they've been lucky. They've been good. Yeah, and there lucky. were there were definitely some. Well, this is a yeah, well, luck. I did appreciate luck, how but... Breeze fell on the fumble, unlike Matt Ryan backing away from the ball as it lays on the turf, or Cam, or Cam Jordan, yeah, or Cam Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, I had and Breeze wrecked his shoulder that. doing that before, so he's extra crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, dude, you gotta get you know, gotta get to two and two, Andrew Yolo, baby. You, you, you know, Yolo. <laughs> um, so Andrew, you know, Andrew, I'm gonna throw. Wait, 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 wait. So we've got we've got the turnovers, but but also um, the offensive line. I mean, they. I don't know if you guys know this, but they are. I think first in the league in sacks per pass attempt. Um, that is crazy. Wait, the That's defensive line, the offensive line. No, the offensive line have. In other words, in other words, I think Drew gets sacked only like two percent of the time, which is like oh, best right, in the right. league. Which is yeah. um, which is crazy so considered huge. they shuffled it they shuffled the line like a deck of cards. Yeah. Um, so they've they've got a few things they've, they've got they a few things some working good for good pass rushers too. Yeah, yeah, I mean they've they've got a they've got a few things working for them. Now of course this was the Dolphins, you know, and we'll get to that I'm sure. But oh, um, my wife but, um, my wife had some thoughts. My wife. My wife. Oh yeah, thoughts. I can't wait to I can't wait to hear what she thought about Jay Cutler just standing there. Um <laughs> 
but no, and, and I mean, I think the other reason to be optimistic is that um, that they seem to be heading in the right direction. Like every week, it seems to kind of get better as far as the defense is concerned. Um, and a lot of these young guys like Ken Crawley and, and Marshawn Lattimore, I think they're only going to get better. So, Here, Andrew, I'm going to throw out a weird theory that I just thought of. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I actually think Carolina lighting up New England and the Saints beating Miami 20 to nothing, those combinations, obviously we would have let rather Carolina lose instead of kick the game-winning yeah. field goal. But the yeah. fact that Carolina, they couldn't do shit against the Saints, and they dropped 30 on New, 33 on New England, and the fact the Saints shut out Miami, that made me feel really good. Like, if New England, if, if Carolina would have sucked versus the Saints, and New England has the worst defense in football, and Carolina would have sucked then, then you'd have been like, oh, it's Carolina. No, 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 no. Well, the Saints well, I defense think, uh, can Calvin stop. Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, I think Calvin Benjamin makes a difference for sure. But I hear you. Keep going. No, I'll and I was just saying. I was just saying it. It makes a big difference. Like, like to get back to LSU. LSU got housed by Mississippi State, and Mississippi State has sucked the last two weeks. That tells me all I need to know about LSU. The LSU's garbage. But the Saints. They beat up on Carolina, and then Carolina got well against New England. So it gives me hope that the Saints' defense, an offense that's bad or has issues, they're not going to romp against the Saints. Like, it's not 2012 and 2013 and 2014 and 2012 to 2016 anymore where if your defense if, – even if your offense is bad or you have injuries or you have major problems, like the Saints is, your, is the cure. It's, it, those days are done. Now, I don't know if there's anything else – but I'm pretty sure that the Saints' defense, just doing that, Andrew, is like leaps and bounds better than what we've seen the last three years. Yeah, I'm with you. And so as I look at these two games, it's a little bit of an enigma in the sense that um, Edward Enigma. Uh, it's a little bit, of, <laughs> it's a little bit of an enigma in that you know I think they, they've had two offenses now, the Vikings and the Patriots, where you look at that those two games and. Man, it felt like the Falcons last year where the play call didn't matter. Whatever yeah. they ran, it was working. And then, you know, then you fast forward to the Panthers and the Dolphins. And, yes, I mean, you look at who the Panthers were missing, how, how they looked, how they were playing, and then Jay Cutler, my God. I mean, they, those, those two offenses just looked horrible. They looked, they looked like the offenses that the Saints faced in preseason and did so I well mean. against. And so – so how so that's the question is you know they they dominate two horrific offenses they get housed by a couple pretty good ones or in, in the Patriots case maybe the best so the question is how so coming up now they're going to have to face Matt Stafford after the bye and they're going to have to face Rodgers and the big question for me is can they show something I know they're not going to shut down Rodgers or Stafford I'm not expecting performances like they had these past couple of weeks but they the defense can't regress back to what they were like against Brady. And so that's where I think it's just so critical. I, I know they're not going to be dominant or awesome, but they, ha- they have to show us now that they've made that step where they can make plays here and there against really good offenses. Can they hold those teams to 24 points? That's the question. That's the, um, Dave, <laughs> Ken Crawley not playing the first two weeks, not even being active, like – I hate to be negative because the Saints are two and two. No, 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 you don't. But what the fuck, Dave? I mean, how did they? How did? Why they, was he not playing? Yeah, like why would he wasn't even active? Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, how can you defend? I mean, we saw him play last year, and it was passable at times, not so good at others. But we saw Devontae Harris play last year, and it was always awful. So it's not like the fans weren't thinking, yeah, Crowley should probably be playing over Harris. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, remember two weeks ago when you said, out of all the players on the team, who do you want to see the Saints give a chance to? And I said Ken Crowley, yeah, and sure did. enough. Nailed it. Nailed it. He's blown up. He's blowing up. Um, Basically, the Saints should let Dave be their like player of personnel. <laughs> it, 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 I don't watch film like you, buddy. It would be. It it, it couldn't be any worse than the 2014 draft. Sometimes I don't. I, sometimes I think watching film hurts you. Sometimes I feel like it takes the. It takes the. Sometimes you just have to take a step back. You and You just gotta go off. Of, you, yeah, you, you sound like Jeff field. Duncan. Yeah, overthinking well, I'm it. I'm just saying. Sometimes you just gotta go off field. Well, speaking of the secondary, Andrew is. I. I know we talk about Sean Payton says don't get out the anointing oils yet, but Marshawn Lattimore is he's ama- he's fucking amazing. Like he's awesome. Like he when they dro- you were like doing cartwheels draft night when they picked him and is he like living the excitement that you had on draft night you were texting me and calling me you were like over the moon has he even surpassed your excitement on draft night when they picked him oh i don't know i mean no i think he's living up to the hype i have for him i mean if he starts going all marcus peters on people and and makes a bunch of picks and you know, but at right now, I mean, he's just so physical. Like, that's the one thing, like, I was watching him in, in his tape, and the thing I was excited about is, okay, he's got some decent ball skills, but he's got speed, great recovery speed. Uh, you know, he just sticks to receivers like glue. And so it was a lot of good tape and a lot to like. He's flashy, and, and you know, I like the size and everything. But for him to be jamming NFL receivers and kind of be owning them, and especially in this last game, I mean, what, what he was able to do against Devontae Parker, and, and basically the Dolphins were reduced to throwing these little five-yard outs to Parker to get him involved because anything beyond that, I mean, Lattimore was just shutting that shit down. And, I mean, just watching that game, I, I couldn't help but think after that game, I was just like, holy shit, this guy could be Revis. Well, I get a, uh, I get a, weekly update after the game from PFF and they sort of highlight a few things about each game. And, uh, one of the things they said, uh, for Man, yesterday's for yesterday, they said he's great. He's great. Yeah, really well, right? Yeah. Crawley, Crawley and, and Lattimore, uh, were the best corner tandem in the league, uh, yesterday wow. on Sunday. Saints, Saints players uh, were retweeting the infographic out. Crawley, Crawley was the, Crawley was the fifth best, Best overall PFF grade among corners with an 85.9. And Lattimore was even better, recording the wow. second best grade among all cornerbacks with an 88. I, I, this is going to wow. older. Yeah, I always bang on. <laughs> what is PFF, going on? But, How is that but possible? I'll, but I'll go ahead and, uh, and praise them when they, they're nice to the team. No, team. and I will. Older, <laughs> it's, totally, it's totally legit now. It's to, it's a, PFF <laughs> is gospel, man. It's gospel. For the, the A.J. Klein ratings. Don't matter. The cornerback ratings well, matter. Well, Klein, Klein played pretty fact, well. This was probably his best. No, game. he was. He, he he was he was better, and it's a shame Anzalone. We'll get to that. But um, 
Here's the thing. Crawley reminds me, and old Saint, older Saints fans, Andrew, are going to scream into their uh, at their computer or wherever they're listening to this podcast. But but Crawley reminds me of a guy that played under Ditka, uh, Tyrone Drakeford, who oh yeah, he former Forty Nine er. Yeah, he wasn't good. But the thing about Tyrone Drakeford is he had no memory, and like teams would throw at him all the time. But he had he, no memory, probably because he had CTE. Yeah, but he would <laughs> he would fight like a son of a bitch, and like he would get mad. He would do late hits, penalties. He was kind of dirty, and like you might abuse him, but he was not going to give in, and he was going to make your day miserable. And if it took, yeah, a, he was a fighter. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah. like I feel like Crawley's like that. Like Crawley, if you want to pick on him all day, fine. But he's going to hand fight, and he might get three penalties or whatever. But he's not going to give in, and it's not going to be like a Brandon Browner or Jason David situation where it always feels hopeless. Ken Crawley, you always feel like he's he's going to fight. He's going to win a couple. Yeah, times. Yeah, he's going to yeah. win a couple times, and I, I I I like that. I just you know, like he's a he's a he's a scrapper, and I feel like the Saints. He's also he's also come a long way. I think when the Saints draft, I mean, they didn't draft him, but he, he reminded me in terms of his write-up, a little bit of St- Stanley Jean-Baptiste. Now, he didn't have quite the height that Jean-Baptiste had, and he didn't have the ball skills because Baptiste, Jean-Baptiste used to be a receiver. But when you look at his write-up, I mean, he was very much just a very raw, tall corner. And so he had the size, and he had really nice mm-hmm. speed for his size. But it's just he was undrafted because it was like, yeah, we just don't think this guy's ever going to put it together. So, honestly, they were similar players, except that, Jean-Baptiste was just taller and, and had better ball skills. Um, but it, it's just, it's funny. It's, you know, as, as Jean-Baptiste completely flopped and is arguably one of the biggest busts in Saints history, Crawley, against all expectations as, a, as an undrafted guy, is starting to kind of put it together. Crawley's um, going to be... You know, he, he, he's he's improved be, every time he's gone out there, man. He's going to be better than P.J. Williams. I said it in the well, summer. Well, right, right I, now he's starting ahead of I him. said it in the summer when the PJ Truthers came at me and the Crawley infographic peddlers were chasing me over the Julio thing. And I said, I, I don't hate Crawley. I, I'm just, I think you're going a little overboard with the Julio thing. But I like Crawley better just because I felt like Crawley last year played more and I'd never seen PJ. So at least I could see things in Crawley, which I never saw in PJ. Uh, Dave, here's a fun question for you What's going to happen first? Adrian Peterson score a touchdown as a Saint, or the Saints commit, oh. or the Saints commit a turnover on offense. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Saints will definitely commit a turnover on offense before yeah, Adrian easy. Peterson ever sees the end zone. <laughs> that, that that was a sin. Um, is I mean, geez, softball. You think you give him a hard one? I mean, so so what's the, like? Dave, do you think here's an do you think Adrian Peterson will be on the roster in November? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think the, the thing about it is like, at some point, Mark Ingram is probably going to need to miss some time. He's probably going to get injured. Uh, you know, same thing possibly with Kamara. Um, you know, the old adage is you can never have too many running backs on your roster. So. Uh, at some point, I think they're going to need to call up on that depth, on, on that depth, and um, they're going to want Adrian Peterson. Mean adage. Yeah. Adage. Adage. Well, adage. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. Here's the. Th- I think you can say it both ways. Yeah. Maybe, maybe well, I'm wrong. Andrew, here's a here's a question. Then is 
Adrian Peterson, is he completely done or is he just getting not getting not getting touches because Ingram and Kamara? I think he needs no nah, I, I think I think he needs touches. I he's think done. I think I think if he had a chance to get into a rhythm he'd he'd be a lot better. It's possible. Um, you know, listen the the light is he worse? Is he worse than Hightower? Andrew, is he worse yeah, than High? Absolutely, he's worse than Hightower. Yeah. I think he's worse than Hightower. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, that's bad. No, I mean Hightower was pretty good last year. That's what I'm. I mean, as, as far as far as a backup front, I mean, I, I don't see that as an insult. I, I thought Hightower still had juice in the tank, and so he, he rushed for over a hundred yards against the Seahawks. That's what I'm. So, you, so you're saying he's legitimately good. So you're saying Adrian Peterson couldn't do that if the Saints gave him a chance? I don't think so. I mean. You know, the, the unfortunate thing is I've yet to see him get to the second level, and that's where I think he could really make a play because, you know, if he could just get to the second level, I think physically he's just so strong that he can run over any of those DBs. And, and the problem is he has no explosiveness. And, you know, I think when you watch him just try to get to the bounce to the outside or, or hit the hole, it's just I mean, he's an ice wagon. And I don't think it's one of those things where if he takes more snaps, it's going to get better. I think, I mean, you look at his yards per carry, the Saints are trying to feed him the ball. I'm going to tell you right now, I think he's done. I just don't think Adrian Peterson is the player he used to be. And I would love for him to prove me wrong and get a game where he gets 15 carries and he breaks a long run and it's like, oh my God, he's back. But I think it's pretty clear right now who the top two running backs on this team are, and neither of them are Adrian Peterson. And I think the Saints are starting to recognize that. And so, you know, the the crazy thing about this two and two is we're starting to feel better about the defense. They're playing pretty well. And I really don't think we've really seen the offense yet. Now, yes, they scored a lot of points against Carolina, but remember they had a bunch of turnovers, uh, which helped kind of pad the scoring. But I've yet to see this offense really explode. Like, they've had moments in these first four games, um, but they certainly weren't great against Miami. And I think when you look at the bye coming at the perfect time, I believe you're going to see Armstead come back on the other side of this bye week. Uh, I'm hoping you'll see Willie Sneed come back. So you get back a couple guys. How did he get hurt? Uh, what had happened? He yeah, was out. hamstring. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's in I mean, in this couple days of practice. What? I know. It's crazy. Come on, Willie. Um, you don't know about Uber and you don't know about stretching. Come on, get with the program. So you get you get two guys back that I think are going to be pretty critical to this offense, and Ramchek has been huge. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Snead, but the fact that Ramchek yeah. is playing well, um, I, it's unbelievable to me. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's a legit starter now. I feel good about him being in the game, and I don't think he's going to have a major screw-up, so... Uh, now you look at this offense, I, I think they're going to get get away from Adrian Peterson, <laughs> stop forcing the ball to him, start incorporating Kamara and Ingram more, and get those players back I just mentioned. I, I think the best is ahead of them. Yeah. All right. This is a fun question, Dave. Uh, in the Sean Payton era, running backs that have caught 70 balls are Reggie Bush twice, Darren Sproles twice, Pierre Thomas once. Kumara Kamara is on pace for 80 catches. Wait, is that just for the Saints? Yeah, that's just as oh, okay. Saints running under yeah. the Sean Payton. So uh, Kamara is on pace for 80 catches. Can he? I don't think he'll get to 80 because that's he got a lot of catches today uh, against Miami. So. Um, so can he get to 70? 
Dave? Uh, yeah, totally. I, I think they're only going to continue to use him uh, more. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I sat him. I, I did considering too. Playing, I was considering putting him in my flex, and I sat him, and I, I actually put it out to all my Twitter followers, and everybody but one person said to play Alan Hearns over... Uh, and it's a PPR league. I just figured Hearns would get a whole bunch. I had no idea they were going to use him as much as they did. Um, so, yeah, no, I, it's totally doable. It's totally, totally Reggie doable. Reggie Bush had 88 catches in 2006. I, I, don't, think it'll be, I don't think it'll be that much. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, he could get to 70. Andrew, you think so? And he's, he, he's, 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 more of a, he's more of a wide receiver than he is a running yeah. back. He's the sec- I don't he's think the there's sec- any doubt he, he's getting 70 catches. He's the second leading receiver. How much, of, how much of when Willie Sneed gets back is that going to ramp down, though, Andrew? Um, no, I don't think too much. Uh, you know, I, I think it'll be – honestly, I think when Willie Sneed gets back, they're going to run more three-receiver sets. I think You're, what you'll see is less of Adrian Peterson – um, so I, I think Snead coming back will be bad for him. If, they, also, if we see less of Adrian Peterson, that means we won't see Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I think, you know, I think Kobe Fleener, that's another positive that this offense has kind of figured out. He kind of sucks. And so his, his, role is very, his role is very limited. You know, he gets two or three targets a game and, Usually when he gets those targets, he's pretty wide open. Well, you know, Josh not Hill got to... concussed, so, but they have a bye week. So, yeah, but, but, you know. yeah but he'll be back. But they're not forcing the ball to Fleener like they did last year. I feel like the times Breeze has gone to Fleener, he's either been wide open or it's been in a position where you know he, it, it's a window where he can make the catch. So I felt like last year too many times Breeze was trying to force balls to Fleener kind of like he would with Graham, and I think – with Graham, he had success doing that because Graham was so good at boxing guys out and yeah. catching the football even if he had contact. Or Fleener has not been able to do that. So, you know, I, I, again, I think, you know, you asked me with Snead being out, who benefits the most in this offense, and I told you Fleener. Um, and now I think with Snead coming back, I think Fleener will probably see even less targets. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's – it's you know, obviously Tommy Lee Lewis is probably, I mean, that's the other guy that I mean, he's had a handful of touches a game, obviously Snead coming back. That'll take him out of the offense, Dave, which I, is not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing, Dave, about the offense uh, yesterday is I felt like, and this is going to sound really weird. I felt like the saints, when they got up 13 to nothing, they were like, Miami's awful. They're not going to score. So we're just going to play. We're just going to guide this puppy in. And they did nothing really aggressive where like saints in previous years when they had a 13 point lead they'd have been drew Brees would have been more aggressive i felt like the saints really ramped it down because they i don't know if it was they trusted their defense or they trusted miami was awful but i felt like they got really really conservative and just kind of guided it home and didn't press anything uh, I, I didn't pick up on that at the time, but I, I guess in retrospect, I could, I, I see, I see what you're saying. You know, I mean, I, 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 the Dolphins certainly pose no threat. The Dolphins drive chart is, is a snuff film. It's interception, punt, 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 punt end of game. <laughs> like, 
it's a snuff. It's a snuff film. For are we gonna? Can we? Uh, are we gonna talk about Jay Cutler on the Wildcat play? Uh, we can. My wife had a couple of choice words. My wife. She her. She just said, "I'm done with the Dolphins." Like six times during the during the day, or the morning, which uh, was it got funnier each and every single time. Have either of you seen a player, either a quarterback or anybody, give less fucks? than Jay Cutler gave on that Wildcat play. I can't think of... The only thing I can think of, Ralph, you might... Dave, you might remember this. You both might. Um, was when Aaron Brooks was, like, driving the Saints down, and the, Saints, the drive was kind of going nowhere. And th- this is around the time fans were really hating on him, and, and he, he was as polarizing as ever. Jake Dillon's the backup, and it's the last play of the half. The Saints are like on 50 and Brooks refuses to throw a Hail Mary and he and Hazlitt kind of get into it on the sideline oh, that's and Brooks, Brooks like pulls himself out of the game. So they, they send in Jake DeLome. He throws the Hail Mary incomplete. Um, and so the fans are going nuts because they're thinking Brooks did it to save his stats because he didn't want to throw an interception. Um, and then after the game, they come up with this excuse that he had an injured pinky, except that he, except that he played the whole second half. Um, so, so that's the only time I can think of a quarterback just kind of like not not interested in doing what he was told or whatever. But I mean, Color was in the game and he was supposed to be a decoy, and he just like he gets an F for effort. I mean, but at least Aaron Brooks, you could argue he's like, I don't want to throw an interception, so at least he cared about the sets. Like Jay Cutler was like, I don't even want to like. He was just like. Uh, making a dinner reservation, he could give le- give less fucks. To be to be fair, the man tried to retire, and Miami was like, "Here's ten million dollars." Um, they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> um, Dave, uh, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard for me to because because I look at Miami and they lost to the Jets and they, I'm like basically Miami is 25 seconds away from not scoring a point in back to back weeks, so it's like it's really like how do you how do you judge what you saw Sunday out of the Saints defense? Um. Well. You know, I don't. I don't think they've all of a sudden become the Denver Broncos defense. But I mean, it's not. It's not easy to to to, to pitch a shutout. I mean, I think that says something. I mean, yes, it's Jake Cutler and it's the Dolphins. But I mean, it. You know, to not even let them get in the range of a field goal and be able to kick a field goal. Uh, that's pretty good. So, <laughs> I, I, it's like I said. I, I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic. And again, the the other ask the other thing is is that that they're going to hopefully, they should continue to improve. So it only should get better. Andrew, uh, Anzalone got hurt uh, because they're in London. We don't... Oh, go ahead. Did a report come out on it? I was going to No, say... no, I w- that's why I was going to ask what his status was. Yeah, Andrew, so what, I mean, I haven't seen anything on his status, but let's assume the worst. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll looked be like I'll a shoulder, shocked. huh? Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like he hurt. So usually that's either a pec injury or a collarbone or, you know, a rotator cuff. I mean, either way, like, he's just not getting knocked out of the game for an injury like that unless he tore something, most likely. So I'm guessing he's out for the year. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. 
but it didn't look good. Like Streif, on the other hand, like Streif already had the injured knee, and he just got it hit. So like that, that's way more likely of a scenario where he just like reaggravated it, but he didn't tear anything. So between the two, I think it's way more likely that Streif will end up being okay and coming back. How much of a blow is Anzalone's injury? You know, I mean, he was playing well and he was progressing and I think he had a lot of potential. So I think it's a bummer in terms of what he could have been. Um, as far as what he's been so far, he's been very up and down. And, you know, Craig Robertson was their best linebacker last year and he's been a little up and down himself, but um, and he hasn't played maybe up to his standards so far this year. But I, I just think he's a veteran. He's done it. You know, he's a guy the Saints can trust. So. Is there a major drop-off from Anzalone to Robertson? I'm not convinced. I, I still think Robertson can come in there and they can be okay. Um, it's just a bummer because Anzalone really could Anzalone, have been. He was showing signs that he could have been really special. I think Anzalone could have been their best linebacker by December 1st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, the good news with an injury like that is that, you know, if he really is out for the year or for an extended time, like when he comes back, uh, you know that that's an injury you can bounce back from, and he he won't he, he'll he'll be back to the same level. You know, it's not like an ACL where you wonder if he'll ever be the same player. Yeah, he has shoulder history, though. I he think. does. He does. So that, that's what the Saints signed up for. Yeah, Saints. They love they love their they love their medical red flags. Character red flags. They stay, <laughs> character red flags. They stay away from medical red flags. They it attracts the Saints. The Saints are like a gnat. They, to that, they the, put him on their draft board. They do. It's like he has how <laughs> many? Whole, he has how many medical whole red flag section? He's got, he's got a he's got a red folder. It's like how how injury prone is he? Oh, move him up around. Uh, Kikaha has two ACL tears. Three. Kik, oh, two. He had two. Kik, you know, but hey, Andrew, that's a good point. You you bring up Kikaha because um, I want to talk about the pass rush. They're on pace for forty. Four sacks, which would be the high of the Peyton era by a lot. Um, so, where are we with uh, this pass rush, in your opinion? Do you think they're going to get? 40? Yeah, do you well, think they're going to get forty? This game was interesting because uh, the sacks they got. If you remember, they had the Raphael Bush sack, which yeah. was off of a blitz. Um, and then uh, I know they got one from Cam Jordan later, but what was the other one they had? Uh, um, Onyemata. Yeah, it was a coverage sack, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Like, he climbed the pocket, and they might have gotten some initial edge pressure, and he climbed the pocket, and then Onyemata finished and cleaned off the play. So, um, you know, the first two sacks weren't really pass rush, I think, it was, or, or at least in terms of the traditional sense. Uh, that was more, you know, Dennis Allen making a nice scheme, Raphael Bush executing. Uh, by the way, I was wearing my Raphael Bush jersey nice. while watching the game yesterday. Just saying, not um, your Reggie, not then, your Reggie Bush jersey. Absolutely not. No, it's Raphael. <laughs> Even though I got it while Reggie Bush was on the team, clearly <laughs> a Raphael Bush jersey. Uh, but yeah, so the, the first couple sacks I think were more maybe Dennis Allen scheme and coverage driven, which is good to see because now they're starting to get sacks in different ways. And then, of course, Cam Jordan had his play again where he just dominated. So, um, you know, the, the sacks are coming in a variety of ways, is I guess the point I'm trying to make. We've seen at times Kikaha or, or Cam Jordan kind of straight up beat their guys. But now, you know, coverage is starting to hold up a little better than it has in the past. And, 
You know, they're dialing up exotic blitzes that are getting to the quarterback. So um, I, that's the most encouraging thing for me. I think it's hard to continually get sacks one way. Um, when, you're holding, when your defense is being complimentary, that's how you can get more sacks. Yeah, so that's and, what we're seeing. And I'm going to tell you, of all their free agent signings, I know Warford's been good. They paid Okafor $3 million. He's on pace for 70 tackles and five sacks. In NFL free agency, if you can get 70 tackles and five sacks, that's an $8 million player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, seriously. So, I mean, that he's yeah. a, he, he's been a great— if, if we had gotten that out of Kruger last year, he would have gotten a raise. In oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's, I can't even—like, the difference between Kruger and o, uh, Okafor, I don't, I don't even know how to put it in words. You know, um, Dave, uh, you met you. You were talking earlier about Drew Brees and no interceptions and all. Um, but seriously, uh, and where we were talking about where he'd be in the MVP race. But uh, seriously, if Drew Brees, if, if if he goes through and has some ridiculous <coughs> season of like less than five picks or some shit like that. Um, are they going to have to give him, like, the gross na- national product of Switzerland to, to re-sign him? Like, if he goes, like, thir- if he goes, like, 35 touchdowns and five picks, like, how much, like, literally, like, what would the contract have to be? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. It has, to, it would have to be the most in the league, don't you think? For two, I think. I mean, it, a- anything short of that, and I mean, he's going to get it somewhere else. Does he get? Does he get the? I, I know he's, you know, he's, he signed a four-year deal, and I know that everybody always said it was. In, in, in reality, it's really a two-year deal, but I thought that that was only if the team, uh, you know, activated whatever clause or whatever, or, or decided they didn't want to re-sign. I mean, if if the if the team wanted to keep him, they can't just keep him. No, Drew, Drew, Drew has his, an out his too. His contract expires. It's basically a. It's kind of like what they did with Fairley in the first year of his, or you know, last year, and then it's the same thing they did with Kruger, where they gave him like a two-year phantom deal uh, to basically spread the hit of the cap over two years. But yeah, no, it I, was I really understand. a deal that automatically expires. So anyway, Breeze's deal automatically expires after this year. So and he I, has I a thought, clause in his contract that he can't be traded and he can't be franchised. So right. basically, as soon as this contract, as soon as this year is done, once free agency hits, he is free to sign with anyone. Yeah, I don't. I mean, looking at it though, I don't know where his. I don't know necessarily where a landing spot for him would be that would be like super appealing. Even if the Saints like go seven and nine or eight and eight, I don't know where he's gonna go. That's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's definitely a Super Bowl team. Maybe Minnesota, but where? I mean, like, you know, we can get into that. We we'll have plenty of time to get into that. But I'm just saying, Andrew, if he goes off and has a monster year, he's gonna be like, I want to be the highest paid quarterback. No, it won't be like a five year deal, but he's gonna be like, I want to be paid a dollar more. Two years, seventy five million. Who's the highest paid? Oh my Who, God. Who's the highest paid? Matt quarterback? Stafford just signed. How much is Matt? Yeah. How, how much is it? Per year, is it twenty? I think it's twenty-four. So would Breeze? It was be around twenty-five. So two years, fifty-one million. Oh yeah. Oh, that that. You know what though? The Saints will be in a corner if, if he if he goes off and has a magical year, and the Saints even squeeze in in the back of the playoffs. Like the Saints have to do it. Like the fan base will like burn airline to the ground. You know. Um. So anyway. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one destination out, and I only say this like you might think I'm crazy, but then take a step back and think about this. You number one, I'm crazy. Number one, the cap room. Number one, they have number two. They have a defense that's young and playing really well. Number three, they just picked up Leonard Fournette, and they have some good receivers. Yeah, and and their coach has history with Drew Brees. Marone, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the Dude, Jags. I'm telling it's not you, out of the question. It would, especially it, if they're pretty good this year. If they it, if they make a run, let's say the Jags make the playoffs this year, and and everyone's like, wow, I can't believe they did that with Bortles. <laughs> I mean, if the Jags just open up the vault, they'd have to go. You know, the Jags. Have what are to, they going to do? Put Bortles on the shelf for two years after having a good season? No, they just wouldn't pick up his option. Oh, I, no! They, I think they 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 unload him. They would just not pick up his option. Yeah, out of the fifth year option. Isn't that isn't that short sighted? I mean, you're you're getting rid of a potential franchise quarterback for the next ten years. Yeah, just but, for Drew Brees for I two mean, years. It, that seems a little short sighted. It was short sighted. It was short sighted of the Broncos to pick up Peyton Manning, but it won him a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean the thing is though the the Jackson- no it wasn't because they didn't have they didn't have a current quarterback who just took them to the playoffs. And just dumped them. They took had Tebow, and he won a playoff game, man. <laughs> I mean, it's that's t- right. That's Tebow, exactly they went eight right. eight, and Tebow won him a playoff game. And Tebow was in that in that playoff game that they won. He threw for like three fifty and was awesome. Yeah. Like, so I mean, it, listen, maybe it's not maybe it's not the Jags, but my point here is there will be some team who doesn't care about their quarterback situation, and they'll say Breeze is a top three quarterback in the league. And that's all we need to win a Super Bowl. And they will mortgage everything if they really, truly believe that Breeze is the missing ingredient to win it all. The, Think the, about what the Saints did with Jarris uh, Bird. Breeze from a team like Jacksonville would get three years, $100 million. Yeah. And think about the fan base. I mean, yeah. the owner is probably thinking if I open the vaults and pay him like the richest deal ever think about how many fans buy the jerseys how what that does to attendance yep I'm telling you man it's it that's gonna be it's gonna be it, that is gonna be, it's gonna be bumpy it's gonna be it's gonna be harrowing either way because just the possibility that the Saints can don't have control over him whether they go seven and nine or twelve and four or whatever, it's just the off season is going to be uh, nuts. All right, this is getting way too dark. We're supposed yeah. to be excited. Yeah, we're supposed to be excited. It's so, getting late. It's getting yeah. late. So the Saints are two and two. Um, so Andrew, you were the darkest of the season predictions. As the two and two fun rainbow sunshine, has it has it um, has it changed your outlook? Are are you ready to to, to move your num- to move off your your number? I think you said six and ten. Uh, not yet. Um, you know, Lions and Packers. These next two, you know, they got to at least split. Uh, now the Lions at home to me f- probably feels like the more winnable one. Although the Saints have been pretty damn good on the road this year, so I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, what if they were I, four I and two it, after that? If they lose, if they lose, well, that would be amazing. Well, then, then I think we're seriously talking playoffs, like seriously. But at, at, you know, if they lose these next two and they're two and four, I just don't know if they have it in them to make another run to get back at five hundred. And even if they do, I mean, we know how that story goes. They'll, they'll blow all their steam getting back to five hundred and then peter out. So, um, 
you know, they've fought to get back to 500, but now, I mean, they need to start playing their best football. And I believe they can, but um, I, I'm still skeptical about this defense. I mean, they're improving, they're young, so I'm seeing some positive signs. Um, but uh, I think when you talk about Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, we may come back down to earth a little bit if they yeah. carve us up. Dave, have you changed your outlook? No, no. What I said Dave seven and nine, which is. Oh. Uh, oh wait, wait. What did I say? Did I, I say eight? Said, I think I think I said seven and nine. I think you said eight and eight. Yeah. I think I said what did I said whatever Ralph said. I said nine and seven. Oh no, I didn't say that. No, I definitely didn't. wait. Maybe I did. I said nine and seven, man. I drank. I drank a little of the Kool Aid in the preseason, so I'm ride or Maybe die. Maybe I did. I'm we ride need or to die. Play that podcast to each other. Yeah, we need. <laughs> yeah, we I need do. to go back and listen to it. We need to. I mean, so I'm thinking it, it's a it's a hard though because I look at this schedule, Andrew, and 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 when it first came out, and even in the summer, you know, we were like, man, if they can beat two and two, then it eases up. But now I'm like, they still got Detroit. They still got Green Bay. The Rams are looking good. They beat Dallas. You know. Tampa's not bad. They still got to play Atlanta twice. Like it, that schedule that the Saints have is, you know, Buffalo looks pretty good. And uh, Atlanta, Atlanta could easily be one and three, zero oh and four right now. Yeah, Atlanta's they're Atlanta, so lucky. Atlanta's beat up. I get. How do you? I mean, Dave, how do you feel about? Or how do y'all feel about that? Do you feel like the NFC? Is better than you thought or worse? I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Rams, uh, that's surprising. Um, the Falcons, I'm not surprised by. Um, nobody in the division am, am I really surprised by. And I don't think you can be surprised by the Packers ever. Or No, you know what? <laughs> uh, no. Actually, I, I I changed my mind. It's it's about it's about what I'd expect. Andrew, you, I think the league the as a whole. I think the league as a whole is worse than I expected, um, and I think from that perspective, it bodes well for the Saints because I, I think the Saints still have some holes in their roster. But uh, you know, I think everybody kind of does. And I, I look at the in- Patriots. I mean, defensively, they are atrocious, and the Falcons and, and Panthers are both three and one. Uh, but my God, they've both looked bad. Yeah, I mean that that that's some of the worst looking three and one I've ever seen from both of those teams. Well, do you um, do you feel and, like nine and seven? You know the the Cowboys. You know they're supposed to be the best team in the NFC. They haven't really impressed me. Their line is um, their line has regressed a lot. They're off. That don't yeah. impress me much. Well, you no, know, oh, Ezekiel oh, Elliott. Oh, oh. You know he's fat and he's <laughs> waiting to get suspended. So. You know, honestly, I look up and down the league, and I don't see a team that's terrifying. Now, I, I think the Lions are a good team, uh, and I think that's going to be a really, really tough game for the Saints coming up. But um, if they can win that one, man, I mean, I just think you go into any game against these teams, and they, they all have holes, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, now if the Vikings get Bradford back, I, I still I, – I've been impressed by the Vikings. They that's lost the one co- team where even Cooks after they the, beat the Saints. Well, they that's true. Cook. They lost their running back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I guess my question is: Do you, do you guys think nine and seven will get you a playoff spot in the NFC? Yeah, could. I mean, it very well depending could. Depending on tiebreakers, yeah. I mean, I think some, you know, it, it'll be one of those things where some teams will make it at nine and seven, and some won't. Yeah. So, so you think the lat number six will be nine and seven? Is what I'm saying? Because I think, yeah, I think the Saints they're 
nightmare. I picked them nine and seven, and I, I'm sticking with it. But I still think it's the ceiling. Like I don't see. I think I think this is going to be a weird year. I think there's just going to be a lot of like the Bills beating the Falcons, and we'll be like, oh yeah, the Bills are legit, and then they lose to the Jets. You know, <laughs> and and I, I'm just saying, like I no. think it's going to be a weird year where see, the Steelers they've won a lot of their games, but they. They kind of look awful. Like they looked awful against the Browns. Yeah, like and the, the you know Saints. the Titans. Where we thought they were for real until they gave, gave up fifty-seven to the Texans. So I'm just telling you, I think this year is weird, and I think we're going to see a lot of these games where we think we know, and we think you know, we we thought the Cardinals were going to be good. They look atrocious. The, sa- the saintiest move of all, Andrew, would be to beat Detroit, go to Green Bay, stomp Green Bay out, and lose to the Bears. That'd, oh, be, yeah. that'd be the saint. That'd be the saintiest move ever. In fact, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky will light them up after after they after they shut down Aaron Rodgers and look phenomenal, and the national media finally starts paying attention. Mitch Trubisky will both go for three twenty five and five and be Player of the Week. You know, but I'd take it four and three. Uh, so the Saints don't the Saints don't play this week. So Dave. I can't. We can't do predictions, but what? What? Uh, I guess. I guess we'll look at this game. Car- Detroit, Carolina. Do you think Carolina will uh, will be uh, three and two? Because yes. Atlanta, Atlanta's off too. Andrew. Yes. Yeah, I is think. It- uh, I think the Detroit defense is, you know, kind of more disruptive. They they get turnovers. They get decent pressure. Um. So. I think Cam Newton will he, – he's not going to play the Patriots every weekend. I mean, the Patriots are struggling as bad as they anyone play right Thursday now. Against, they play Thursday in Tampa. I'm interested to see New England. Who does? Ta- New England plays Tampa Thursday. Yeah, I mean, they, they need a win I mean, badly. I, the Patriots always play well after a loss. So I think yeah. they'll win. I, I'm gonna be. It's good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting because I feel like a lot of people, and it's not unfounded. They're just like Bill Belichick will fix it, and it'll be fine. And I feel like that's a fair yeah. thing to say because they're the Patriots, and they've been awesome for since 2000, since Brady started playing. So it's fair. But I feel like sometimes things just aren't fucking fixable. And I look at their defense, and I'm like, man. I, while I while I agree with you, you know, I I think Brady is playing like the best ball of his career. I, I just think right now he, he's as good as he's ever been. Drew Brees and, lit that shit up in 2012. It didn't help the Saints, buddy. I'm just no, saying. I know. I hear I'm you. Just... But you know how we say, like, the Saints, we used to say with this defense, like, Brees has no margin for error. Um, I, I, I feel like it's kind of the opposite. Like, other teams, they have to light up the Patriots' defense because they have no margin for error. Because Brady, he's going down and he's scoring. So yeah. unless you can keep pace with Brady, and you, and you know their defense is bad enough that you can a lot of times, but at least you keep pace with Brady, um, you know I think the Patriots are just going to win a lot of games this year because Brady's going to outperform his defense and win MVP over yeah Breeze. All right, yep. so that uh, that wraps it up. We have no predictions. Thanks to everybody. Uh, donate if you can. Either donate or if you don't want to, if you can't donate to us, go and bug. How through. do you live with that cat? How do you live with that cat? Yeah, I can't. I can't live. <laughs> one hour, one hour on Monday. <laughs> I, I mean, does does it does it cat. does it do that while you're sleeping? Uh, it starts well. at it starts about starts about six in the morning. Yeah. Seven Are you fucking shitting me? I would. <laughs> Thomas Morse did that fucker down the driveway. 
That's a three thousand dollar cat, Andrew. It's a, yeah, okay, it's, maybe it's, not. It's, it's a Bengal cat. Something we, is only worth what somebody is willing to pay for. So we got it for free. That should tell you everything about the cat. <laughs> so that should tell you everything you need to know about the cat. So uh, for Dave, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. What is, wait, wait, wait. What's, okay. what is, what is your, what's your cat's name? Minxie. Minxie. And, and for Minxie. You, she, she's been an integral part of this podcast. She, you got to include her. She has. <laughs> for Minxie. Yeah, Minxie, can you sign us off? Sign us off, Minxie. <laughs>
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.